At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. This is an interesting conversation we're going to get into here. And I, I just stay with me on this because I'm having a hard time figuring it out too. I think for people like us who aren't in the demographic, um, we're... You know, but we've got kids, we've got grandkids. So I mean, like this world is not foreign to me, right? Like I've got kids that are in this position. Um, the cost of housing, we've talked about this a lot. Uh, very well documented issue. Home ownership, as we've said many times, and we've checked in with people like Sarah and Mac that work here. And you know, home ownership is that on the radar? No, no. It's all but out of reach for a lot of young people in a lot of places in this country, if not all places in this country, even here in Alberta, you know, where home prices are touted as being extremely affordable. Talk to the younger generation. Like I say, Sarah and Mac and, you know, my kids, is buying a home even in the cards? Not really. Not something that they see as a realistic life goal for them. So for those who really do want to get into the real estate market, they're starting to get creative, coming up with different ways to do it. If you're not getting help from your parents, you're going to have to figure something out. And some of them have fallen on, well... A strategy. It's a strategy for sure. It sounds insane to me, but we're seeing more and more people getting together with friends to buy property. It's kind of like a roommate, but it's a whole lot more complicated, I would think, because now you've got property and a lot of money involved. So how do you go about it? How do you avoid the potential pitfalls if you want to try and do this? We're going to speak with Dahlia Barsoom, who is the founder of Streetwise Mortgages and best-selling author and mortgage broker. Dahlia, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate this. My pleasure. Good morning. It's an interesting concept, isn't it? It is. Yes, absolutely. And uh, folks are looking for more creative ways to get into the market these days. I think they have to. And, you know, with housing costs being what they are and interest rates higher than they have been in years, I understand. Like you say, you got to get creative. But how common is this? How often are you seeing this, you know, as you're trying to put together mortgages? Are you having groups of friends come in? Is this something we're seeing more and more? Yes, I'm definitely seeing uh, more uh, of this particular strategy where a group of close friends get together to co-own a property. Um, Okay, now let's weigh out the pros and cons here, right? Pros, obviously, it's cheaper. I mean, you can see, obviously, there's going to be an advantage there because you're splitting the cost. That's the big takeaway, right? Yes, definitely uh, splitting the cost is an advantage and also getting into the market and starting to uh, benefit from equity appreciation. Real estate as an asset is proven in good markets to uh, help with individual net worth. So getting into the market and owning a piece of it, even if it's not all, is an advantage as well. Okay, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're going to get all the advantages of home ownership. And, and, you know, uh, people of my age, that's what we were told. You know, it's a great investment. That's your retirement. That's why you buy the home. So so you get that. You've got that equity part of it. What about the cons, though? What are the downsides here? What are the things you need to be aware of before you enter into this? Um, As I say, Brad, it's easy to get excited and enter into any venture. But really, the art comes in exiting it and thinking of the worst case scenarios. I'm not saying we should always think that way, but we should always be prepared for anything that could happen. And here are really the downsides that 
everyone needs to think about and protect themselves against. So number one, um, when you're getting into co-ownership with someone else, uh, first of all, they have to qualify for a mortgage and you have to qualify for a mortgage. And as much as they're contributing to the mortgage, let's say someone misses a payment, they missed their share of the payment for whatever reason, well, that spills over to the other party because from a lender standpoint, they're not going to look at who missed the payment. They're looking at the group missing the payment. So it's important to make sure the payment comes out of an account on time for all parties involved and that there is a buffer in case, you know, something slips. That's a big one. The second one is, um, you know, what happens if, God forbid, someone goes bankrupt, someone uh, dies, someone wins the lottery, someone gets divorced. Uh, We have to uh, sign a contract and get a legal opinion upfront for the group to discuss these worst case scenarios. Obviously, no one wants to be in that scenario, but what if that happened? What happens to the ownership? Um, What happens if someone wants out? All of these things are better outlined in a document and reviewed and agreed to before everyone gets excited and goes shopping. So I would say these are the two uh, biggest things. Can you do that? Like that would, that's the one that leapt to mind. It's like, okay, so I, I decide that I'm going to buy a house with uh, my friend and then I get married or I get divorced or they get married or they have a kid and they decide this arrangement doesn't work anymore. I want to leave. Um, they say, well, uh, I don't want to sell. I can't can't sell and I can't afford to buy you out. I would feel kind of like, okay, I'm stuck. Can you actually come up with a framework that would meet those eventualities? Is it possible to do, I guess, is the question. Yeah, so for one party to exit the deal, they want, obviously, their money out. There are a couple of ways to do this. Uh, The other party has to obviously sell, but if they can't sell, it means that they have to get a bigger loan. That loan could be with a bank or could be with an alternative lender or, or could be a stepping stone with a private lender until they figure things out. So there are options, but they may not be <laughs> the simplest options because if they got into this arrangement originally to split up the cost, yeah. and now one party has to take on an extra yeah. mortgage and the payment is gonna be higher, are they going to be able to afford it? But yeah, there are definitely options. It's just not, it depends on the situation at that point in time. And they're not always straightforward. Let me put it this way. No, that's the thing. And I don't know if you can even anticipate every eventuality. I mean, simple things like maintenance of the house. If, if, if there's disagreements there, who, who gets to decide whether or not you put on a new roof or you wait? I mean, all these sorts of things. So you've got to have a really, really solid relationship with a tremendous amount of trust in it, right? Yes, it's it's very hard to anticipate every single scenario, obviously, right? Uh, as much as you can anticipate and write things down and review and agree, th- things will come up. And people have to, you know, realize that everyone's got skin in the game and they have to sit at the table with emotions put on the side and discuss things objectively to the benefit of the collective. That's really what it boils down to. And if they can't do that, then there's going to be obviously conflicts <laughs> and emotions and all sorts of things. If somebody came to you, and I, I get you're, you're going to try and make it work for them, but would you explore other options with them? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can't even answer that, but it would be like, hey, why don't you look at maybe a, a townhouse for $130,000 rather than, I mean, would you advise against this or is this something that you think could work? Um, I wouldn't look at this one as a first option. Uh, There are actually other options out there. I'm just going to run through them very quickly because not everyone may know about them. So first of all, 
down payment is often a hurdle. Yes. And if, uh, you know, parents cannot help in temporarily with down payment, there are ways to uh, get maybe unsecured debt temporarily if it's affordable for the owner to, you know, supplement the down payment. RSP money, uh, unsecured line of credit, can we do that? Uh, can we get into a house maybe with a rental unit, a rental unit or a nanny suite? Because then that brings an extra sure, income yeah. and actually helps you qualify for more. Can we uh, look at uh, maybe a rent-to-own option? There are some rent-to-own companies out there who have great reputation, gets people to uh, into the housing market, rent it temporarily with the option to buy it, and it's a legitimate agreement, but you got to be careful who you work with. Yeah. So I always look at every other option before I join hips with anybody. But Smart. if there is no other option, then yep. yeah, let's look into this. It's better than nothing, but let's make sure we protect everyone in the deal and everyone understands what this realistically would look like and what the future could possibly look like for everyone. That makes so much sense. Absolutely. Uh, Dahlia, thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure. Have a great day.